Hello everybody and welcome to our Automation Show on Demon FM across Leicestershire and the world. Uh, today we are not in the studio, uh, unfortunately. Uh, we are here at the LCB depot at Grace Cafe. So come join us and uh, say hi to your favourite presenters. It is the 9th of February and it is 4 minutes past 1. We have myself, Macy and Shadok presenting, Hask is our producer and back in the studio we have Yambo and Newton running social media and Aman is on the decks. And here with us we also have two special co-hosts, Frank Foucault and Kimmy Taylor who are performing at the Leicester Comedy Festival tonight. So Thank you guys so much for joining. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah, very excited. <laughs> excited to be here, excited to be in Leicester. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> As you all know, Thrifty Thursday is all about budgeting. Therefore, we are interviewing Henry Jinman from Loyal Free to discuss how they budget. Uh, this is live here at the studio at Grace Cafe. We'll be discussing about Leicester Comedy Festival events as well as talking about the cancel culture. Shad and I also interviewed Josh Slater and Shelley Owen who are the CEO of Try Trying and Tried. Yep. They'll be performing here at LCB Depot tomorrow for the 10th of February at 1pm. That is correct. Uh, we also have some tweets live right now on Twitter. So tell us your opinion about cancel culture. We also want you to hear your tips and tricks on budgeting so do remember to tweet us on at DemonFM. Yep. And towards the end of today's show, uh, Frank and Kimmy will take the stage with their own performance. So come over to the LCP Depot and say hi. Here is Ray with Escapism. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Thrifty Thursdays, our automation show on Demon FM. That was Escapism by Ray. Uh, today we are the LCB Depot at Grace Cafe at the Leicester Comedy Festival. So do come over and say hello. So today here we actually have Henry Jinman from Loyal Free, and he's here to answer us questions so thank you Hello. for joining us yeah. thank you very much uh, for joining us uh, first question we, we want to ask you is can you explain what loyal free is about absolutely so to put it simply loyal free is an app and all your listeners should go and download it immediately from the app store um, and especially if they're around leicester because there are fantastic deals discounts events uh, trails all going on uh, in the in the city centre, and so I picked out a few Ooh. that I thought might be particularly good for Leicester students. Shall I? Yes. Yeah. Tell you what they are. Okay. And you'll be amongst sort of twelve thousand other people within Leicester who have this app, who go out and use it every day to get these deals. So, pizza pizzeria is that a good? Do you like pizza mm -hmm. pizzeria? Yeah. No, yeah. Ben. Uh, any pizza five pounds uh, between between twelve and five pm Sunday to Thursday, but if you're out on a Friday. Then Olivia's Townhouse, 50% discount uh, on all drinks on a Friday. And I was a student, if I was a student in Leicester and I got 50% on all my drinks, I know where I'm going. <laughs> uh, but maybe you're not, not an alcoholic. Um, East Street Lanes, £5 per game for a student. So go and enjoy that. And this is all made possible um, because of a fantastic organisation called Bid Leicester. And Bid Leicester, if you haven't heard of them, they're the ones who put up all the amazing artwork uh, yep. that you see around the town. They're the ones who organise the Light Up Leicester Festival. And they use Loyal Free as an app which um, help people to guide people around their festival, to promote their events and to promote all the businesses and, that are in the town. Uh, to give you an excuse as citizens of this wonderful place, wonderful place. To, to get out there and, uh, and see what's available for you. So what are your like, main objectives for like yeah. Loyal Free? So our objective is really to support the high street, to support the, the businesses that are here. As you'll know, it's a tough time for us and from, for, as, as consumers through cost of living, but it's also a tough time for businesses. Yes. So we want to create experiences. We want to promote experiences on our high street. High streets are changing. They're moving away from retail. They're moving towards coffees, uh, cafes, places to meet, greet, do things. So we're all about high street community yeah. um, and just getting you out there you know we don't do discounts which you can get at home we you have to go to the place to um, redeem them yeah and that's, that's yep. the aim 
and uh, what are the future plans of the company to help us with budgeting? Are there any future ideas that are in do you know what, this was the question I thought hardest about because it is obviously a tough time to be a student mm-hmm. um, at the moment. And as a student, you want to experience new, new things, don't you? You want yeah. to go out and try things, but you don't want to break the bank. And I think that's Certainly. really what, what we're about is, is, is providing those opportunities to you. So some top tips I'd say were, if you're using Loyal Free, to look for loyalty schemes. Because loyalty, if you're loyal to a place, then you get rewarded for that loyalty. So yeah. if you like coffee, go to the same the same place, the same coffee place and then you'll yeah. get you know, your eighth or your sixth or your tenth coffee yeah. um, free. And, and one thing that's coming, which we're actually launching this week in Leicester, is something called personalized offers. So those businesses that you, you go to most frequently will have the ability to send you personalized offers specifically to you. So they won't be available to the public, they'll just be available to the businesses that you frequent. So yeah. um, if you like a place, be loyal to a place, um, and support uh, Leicester businesses. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for much. coming on. No worries. Thank you for having me. That was Henry no Jimman from uh, LCB Depot, uh, Loyal Free, uh, here in Leicester. So, Kimmy and Frank, hello. 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 How are you feeling? Good. So, obviously, you guys are comedians and you're performing at the Leicester Comedy Festival tonight. So, would you be able to tell us like how you got into comedy? Uh, well, I, I started doing comedy... Um, when I was sort of like ill-advisedly like young, mm. I was I was like I was like fourteen when I started doing comedy. Oh, wow. um, uh, <laughs> Can you shocked? I'm shook. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really remember why what like what possessed me to do it. Really, mm. I feel like it, I was like a different person. You know, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I think I was just like overly precocious and like I don't know. So I think. I don't know. I'd have to like go back in time and ask. Well, I d- yeah, I don't know what I'm talking. <laughs> a bit of a blur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kimmy. Um. So I I actually was I wanted to do comedy, but I wasn't confident enough to go to an open mic. So I signed up for a, a comedy course. Um, oh. Which in in London, which um which had its benefits, and it definitely gave me the confidence to then know how I wanted to do comedy and maybe the things that I didn't want to do uh, yeah. in comedy. And then um I sort of then I started open micing a little bit, mm-hmm. and then I I took a bit of a break. I moved to Iceland, and um, I there I kind of fell in love with comedy again, and um, kind of fell headfirst into kind of taking it seriously, if you can take comedy mm-hmm. seriously. Um, and so uh, yeah, that's. Kind of my journey has been a bit, bit strange, really, in in, in and out of comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I ask, what's it like? So do you do com- you do comedy in Iceland? Yes. What's it like do comedy? Is that sorry? I haven't no, it's okay. You can. Ahead. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that one of the questions that you? Ask? Right. No, you can ask it now. Okay. You got plenty. Yeah. What's it like doing comedy in Iceland? Cold. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's good. There's a pretty vibrant scene in Reykjavik. Uh, yeah. There's there's a, a fairly new English speaking stand up right, comedy right. scene, which is um, which there's quite a lot going on, and because there's so many tourists, it's quite like sustainable. Right. Um, but I actually moved, just moved from Reykjavik to the other side of the country. So I've now yeah. moved to a village of 184 people, right. 10 hours from Reykjavik, which I am confident is a great move for my comedy career. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Up next, we have an interview uh, with Josh Slater and Shelley Owen about their performance, Try, Try and Tried. Uh, we will also discuss uh, the Leicester Comedy Festival events, uh, cancel culture, and uh, we have a special performance from uh, Frank and Kimi themselves, and that's all live here today. But first, here's Michael Jackson with Dirty Diana. Welcome back, that was Dirty Diana by Michael Jackson and you are listening to Thrifty Thursdays. Today we aren't actually in the studio but we are in LCB Depot at Grey's Cafe so please come over and say hi. Yes, we kind of want to see, you know, people so please come say hi to us, we're feeling <laughs> slightly lonely. Um, Shadrach, there's like four hosts. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I, I feel a bit slighted by that Shadrach. Yeah, even I do. I've come a long way to be here. Uh, to be fair, yeah, you've, you've travelled across a whole country. I have. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's 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 talk more about Iceland. Uh, what made you come to the UK? Uh, so I mean, I'm I'm British, but I've li been living in Iceland for for six years. Um, so I, it just kind of got out of hand. I went for a few months, and six years later, I'm still there. Um, but like being British, it's like I love performing in the UK. So yeah. it's a really nice opportunity. Any opportunity mm. really that I get to come back home. And perform for a British audience is is really welcome. And like as a comedian, what do you think is the most challenging thing to do on stage? Like, obviously, it is very hard to sort of make people laugh. So, do you think that's like more of a challenge? But then maybe not because you know you guys are comedians. Uh, I don't know. I think well, I think it's like it's kind of it's it's a sort of binary mode of creation because you you're really clear as to what's working and what isn't working mm. so if they're not laughing you just cut it out and if they are laughing you keep it in so it's quite it's quite sort of self-evident like how things work whereas with other i've found like with other sort of creative uh mediums you're like kind of like you get lot you get trapped in your own head and you have no idea whether it's good or not whereas yeah. it's so clear it's so direct and so immediate that it's kind of uh, it's quite a, a, a fun way of making stuff, I find. I don't know what you think. I mean, I think if it was if it was challenging, if the actual making people laugh bit was challenging, then you probably wouldn't do comedy. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. That's, a good, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. What do you think is the most challenging? Would you agree with? Um, I, I mean, I, for me, it's probably I love I love writing. I love being on stage. I think some, sometimes yeah. the most challenging bit is being in the green room, but. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's some lovely people that do comedy, but there's also uh, it's I an interesting industry. I think it's I think it's probably the the, the traveling is probably the, the worst. Oh bit. really? It's wow. like yeah. the uh, I mean, it's it's lovely like going to like Leicester and nice places yeah. and stuff, but it's when you're when you're doing it all the time. And I've taken like since the pandemic, it sort of made me sort of realize how much I enjoyed just staying in the same place yeah. for ages <laughs> and so i'm like gigging a lot less than i did like since the since gigs have opened up again because i'm like i don't i can't i don't think i've got the energy as a how did know. you guys like do like comedic acts is that what it's called like in lockdown was it through like team online gigs see surely that must have been so hard because you wouldn't be able to awful. hear like the audience yeah, so you won't be able to get absolutely awful <laughs> it was the it's it's yeah it was horrible horrible <laughs> i don't i don't know how people did it because i thought just going it to lectures was hard like, like a <laughs> tough period in lockdown yeah. you know it was just tough uh, should we proceed with the show? Yeah. Yeah. So we are halfway through. Uh, we've got uh, some amazing songs for you. Uh, you should expect something like this. Why don't you come on over? 
And now those are the rest. Stay tuned. Um, we also have on today's automation show, uh, we interviewed Joss Slater and Shelly Owen on Try, Try and Tried, and they will talk about their performance. Uh, we also have a section about cancel culture, which is up next. And uh, Kimi is giving us dating advices uh, right before Frank's performance. So make sure to come over to the LCB Depot at Grey's Cafe and say hi. So here's Mr. Brightside by The Killers. That was Mr. Brightside by The Killers, and you are listening to 50 Thursdays, our mission show on Demon FM. It's currently 28 minutes past one, and we are at the LCB Depot at Grace Cafe. That is correct. Up next, we have an interview with Josh Slater and Shelley Owen about their performance, Try, Try and Try. So my first question will be uh, if you can explain what Try, Try and Try, uh, try, try and Tried is all about. Yeah, so um, Try, Try and Tried is a duet between Shelley and I. Um, and it's exploring uh, moments of being in space together as good friends, as long-term collaborators in this dance performance. So it goes through these three sections, which is why it's called Try, Trying, Tried. We stumble over the name all the time, so we shorten it to TTT. I don't know, say kind of about where where it started and that it's it's had quite a life this this performance so far so the first it was first presented in 2017 and has uh, toured to different venues and then we've had a couple of years break and so much has changed in that time for both yeah. of us so how did you um start try trying and tried it was really interesting so shelly and i have collaborated for many years I can't put a number on it now um because it'll make me feel old um but we we kind of got into a studio together and this was originally at the University of Chester where I was working at the time and um wanted to just start to create a, a new performance together a duet where we co-created something rather than a project which one of us was the lead on we wanted to create something collaboratively together um and so we messed about in a studio kind of dancing and moving with each other with music with props with costume for a good few hours and then this piece was born out of it we went through a rehearsal and development process um facilitated and held and supported by the university of chester and then um once that had had its first preview performance we were supported by arts council england with their national um, lottery project grants and then as shelley said it's toured across the uk have you ever been I guess in the Leicester Community Festival before. No, so this is this is brand new for us. The kind of uh, we've never performed in Leicester. We've never really done the Midlands actually. The, the pair of us, because um, Shelley is based in the northwest, and I was based in the northwest for a long period of time. And what are you like most excited about um, performing? I've got a few things to be honest that immediately come to mind. So to be performing is just to to be back performing after after kind of uh, what feels like quite a long break. Um, is is really exciting, and also to be connecting with with new audience members or new com communities. So, as Josh has said, that it's it's somewhere that neither of us have worked um, really before. So, it's it's a really exciting opportunity to connect with with audiences um, and a new venue. So, yeah, that, they're my they're my two kind of main things. 
Yeah, that was uh, Josh Slater and Shelley Owen from TTT, also known as uh, Try, Try, and Tried. That's a mouthful. Uh, they will be performing tomorrow at 1 p.m. at the LCB Devil. So don't forget to take, get your hands on a ticket to see their performance. Mm -hmm. So this next section, we're going to be talking about cancelled culture. Macy's favourite. I'm act. very excited to speak <laughs> about this. So Kimmy and Frank, what do you think cancelled culture is? How, if someone went up to you and was like, what's cancelled culture? How would you explain it? Do you want to go first, no. Frank? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think uh, to me, I um, I don't fully believe cancel culture really exists. Uh, in terms of, I think that very often, uh, when particularly like a comedian is inverted commas cancelled, if they've perhaps said something on stage that mm. then maybe audiences or the internet has kind of jumped on um, or like they've behaved in a really reprehensible way like um, Louis CK um, then usually they just go away for a little bit and then um, yeah. they just are able to come back so usually I would say cancel culture in, in, in my opinion often cancel culture has a more detrimental effect on people on say the individuals that come forward sometimes um, if because they're generally the ones who aren't in the position of power so um, I got a bit heavy there, didn't I? <laughs> um, so Frank, over to you. Oh God! starting. <laughs> I I don't know what it. I have no idea what it means. I I don't know. Uh, I don't know whether it means just people on. Well, I think people. I think everyone's got their own idea as to what it means. Yeah. I think yeah. some people think, oh, it's just like it's when people pile on people on Twitter or whatever and that's okay fine but you know I don't know I don't know I'm not I don't <laughs> I don't know anything <laughs> I don't have a hot take I don't have but not because I'm scared just because I don't have any opinions yeah. and I don't know and I don't know I went to um, I went on holiday to uh, uh, to uh, to America to Los Angeles nice. I went to see the. Co I thought oh, I'll go see the comedy store and everyone who performed just talked about the culture wars but they and it was like it was just really it was just so it was so boring because they all thought they were having this sort of original take of like oh you know I'm in the like you've got you know work people over here and alt-right people over here and I'm sort of in the middle and you kind of think like everyone's like that's not a I don't even know what this. It's just the same thing churned yeah. out over and over again, so and it's just really. Weird. I don't understand it. Would you? Do you guys think that people should be cancelled for making a joke? Uh, well, I don't know what cancelled means. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, you, you, what you can't ever do a show ever again for making a joke. Kimmy, it's, you want to explain it? <laughs> I mean, it, like, I, I just, uh, <laughs> I, I, just I, I just don't, I just don't think it really. Um, I just don't think it really happens, you know, particularly in comedy. I think comedy's such it's such a different art form compared to like other art forms which have like a very kind of institutional framework. Yeah. Comedy is much more kind of uh, outside of the rules in a way. So, you know, because you can perform in a, a bar somewhere, you can perform in a great big theater, like it, you can do it anyway. You can do it without any kind of like particular kind of framework or space. So I, I don't think that, um, people will ever really be cancelled because they're still going to say stuff. Yeah, that's um, true. But, uh, you know, I, I yeah. just think, like, okay. the line has moved. So, like, somebody might have said something, like, 15, 20 years ago that they wouldn't say now. And I think that 
as long as people are evolving and realizing and holding themselves accountable for things that they may have said in the past, then I think that like generally, um, as long as you are genuinely evolving and you don't hold <laughs> the same opinions, then I think you probably can move past same th some things because it's that's what's kind of cool as humans. We do all evolve and we are all kind of yeah. realizing that some of the things that might have been funny in the past are just not funny yeah. now. I think as well, like everyone makes mistakes here yeah. and there. And I feel like to be doing that in like, let's say the public eye, mm. in a sense, like they're just going to get so much more hate, hate than, than yeah. in a way quote-unquote regular people regular, you know yeah but what i just but don't really I appreciate is people who just dig their heels <laughs> in over it so like someone like dave Chappelle, amazing comedian complete yeah. game changer for comedy but he's just digging his heels in so much towards the trans community and just won't acknowledge what's going on and it's so frustrating because he's so much better than that yeah also i i think there's a we come under this sort of false illusion sometimes that like this is unique to this particular time and i don't think that's i don't think we've ever lived through a time where like we haven't had uproar about things that people have said like even like 10 years ago there was, it was like pc culture it's just the language changes mm -hmm. it's just like and sort of the rate of information and like the internet and what have you but i don't i don't know and then the last question before we yeah. move on do you guys think cancel culture is a threat to comedy no no. No. Fair enough. <laughs> that was a quick one. <laughs> right, so uh, we have a lot on the show today. Uh, we are live at RDLCB Depot at Grace Cafe. Uh, still to come on the show, uh, Frank is doing his own segment. He's performing. And uh, we, he, Kimmy will be giving us some dating advices and um, more information as well. We also have music from Wheatus, Smash Mouth and Amy Winehouse. But first, here is Outcast with Heya. Hello and welcome back. That was Outcast with Hey Ya, a beautiful song. You're listening <laughs> to Thrifty Thursdays, our automation show on Demon FM. Uh, it is currently um, 141 and we are at the LCB Depot here uh, at Grace Cafe. So now Kimmy is going to be giving us a guidebook on what they don't tell us about Iceland. Yep. So take it away. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd just give you a few, you guys, a few tips. I don't know if you've ever been to Iceland, but I it is a, it's, it's very, it's considered to be very expensive, very, yes. very expensive. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like when I first got there six years ago, I um, couldn't get into the guest house that I was supposed to get into because what they don't tell you is uh, that you're supposed to carry a, a thing of W, of, um, I'm not going to say what it is, the yeah. stuff that makes locks unlock, um, or you're supposed to blow on the lock if you can't get in. <laughs> so, I, blew all my contingency fund within 24 hours of being in the country because I had to go and <laughs> book myself into a hotel which cost 600 pounds uh, I think it was six, about 600 pounds a night uh, the Wait. nearest hotel that had a space Wait, and uh, yeah <laughs> and, oh uh, and I um, I ordered room service because I was like so upset on this godforsaken rock um, that I couldn't <laughs> get into the room I was supposed to get into and I ordered what I could only be described as a misery bagel uh, which cost 30 the equivalent of 30 pounds and I was so upset that I only had two bites of it um, so <laughs> worth the money yeah definitely but I mean, the thing is my friends like when I moved there they they were all kind of buying houses and having babies and getting married and I was choosing this utopian Nordic life <laughs> 
which basically meant that I was choosing to live in a country where I can't afford to buy cheese. And I found myself having to steal tampons. Um, honestly, pro tip, um, as a woman in Iceland, just go around to all the bathrooms in the bars and just empty them all into your pockets. Uh, that's a great thing to do. And, um, and if you, like, like me, date women, or um, then I would say, and I know uh, Shadrach, you were looking for some tips on dating. Shadrach yes, needs them. Um, I am all ears old. Yeah. My headphones okay. are <laughs> There is nothing more romantic than gifting a woman with stolen sanitary products. <laughs> like, <laughs> she will be incredibly grateful for that. Um, and uh, oh I, I've, done, I've done a fair bit of tindering in Iceland. I, I initially, I didn't live in Reykjavik. I lived in the East Fjords. And the first thing that I did when I moved there was that I downloaded Tinder. Um, I was moved from a city of eight million, over 8 million people to a village of 184. And um, Tinder was interesting because I had to increase the age bracket a little bit from 18 to 55 plus. <laughs> and I had to increase the distance. And I had to increase the distance. And it was... 124 kilometers to the nearest woman interested in women, and she was not my type. <laughs> but um, I then moved back to Reykjavik for five years, and, um, and I, uh, I was, again, doing quite a lot of tendering. Um, another bit of advice for you, Shadrach, is um, do, you like, do, do, you like, do you like cake, Shadrach? Yes. Okay, tell people on Tinder that you like cake, and there's half a chance that when you're doing a comedy show, I don't think, know that you do comedy. Oh, I think I, I've seen this. Yeah, that, that they might, if they like you and they like cake, they might show up at your gigs with cake. Just let everybody know that you like cake. Let's, did let, you have, let your listeners know. Did you have three people in the audience that show that up with cake? Was it I just was had, that? I just had the one. Oh, okay. And over the course of four weeks of, of kind of dating her, the first week it was a lemon curd cake. The <laughs> second week it was individual Black Forest gattos that she'd like piped herself. It wow. escalated quite fast. Is this the <laughs> um, woman you end up marrying? No, no, no. No, oh, no the woman oh, I'm married to, she <laughs> asked me out by putting a flowchart underneath some hummus. Um, wow. Yeah. You went for flowchart girl. I, I went for flowchart girl. Flowchart girl is <laughs> flowchart girl. <laughs> I married flowchart girl. Um, and so I no cake, just yeah, the flowchart. Yeah, but this the whole thing with the cakes just escalated until the fourth week. <laughs> She was showing up at this dive bar with a family-sized pavlova, and I was just sat in the audience of this like dive bar with a massive meringue on my lap and a big spoon. And I thought, I think this might have gone too far. Um, but um, another little uh, tip that I would say is, um, it, if you're in Iceland, then do comedy uh, because they you don't they they don't pay you in money there. They pay you in in booze. So if you do comedy, you're guaranteed to get yourself some free drinks. And I mean, sometimes you can be paying up to like the equivalent of like 10 to 12 pounds for a pint. So it's really worth getting into comedy when you're in Iceland because of that. And um, the only problem is that if you decide that you're going to stop drinking uh, when you do comedy, because um, I only tend to have a beer afterwards, then you're effectively doing comedy for water. Um, we do actually have how much things Iceland cost here. Yeah. And Coke is one pound ninety six equivalent to one bottle of coke. Like a can, yeah. a, a can of I coke. I think so. It says Coke slash Pepsi. Jeez. Yeah, it depends yeah. where you buy it as well. Yeah. So I see I wanted to go Iceland but yeah. I'm more <clears throat> I'm broke so Well <laughs> stick with me, I'll tell you all the tips. Like <laughs> I'll that, be your guide. That was so. very informative. <laughs> uh, still to come on the show today, uh, it's Frank's performance. And there's still music to come from Smash Mouth and Amy Winehouse, but first, his teenage dirtbag.
Welcome back. That was Teenage Dirtbag by Wheatus. You're listening to Thrifty Thursday's Out Mission Show on Demon FM, and we are currently at the LCB Depot at Grace Cafe. So in this segment, Frank will be performing. Mm-hmm. So start whenever. Uh, are you excited? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this song. Yeah, sorry. Uh, this is a this is a song. I want to spend all of my time playing Harry Potter 5 on the PS2 And I know it's a bit of a sky, but I still can't decide if I win or lose And there's no point in working too hard if you sit on your ass in your own free time And I remember being top of the class, now I feel like a charlatan following my heart I hate having dreams I hate having plans and schemes and goals I'll never be freed From my economic illusion of agency Cause there's bills to pay And there's rent to pay And my societal value at the end of the day Is determined by my income and not in a fun way I want to spend all of my time collecting magical spells and completing mini-quests If only there was some sort of spell that could successfully monetize my actual interests Or even better, just dismantle the structure of labor and leisure in such a way that benefits us all Is that too much to ask for? Is that really too much to ask for? Having dreams. I hate having plans and schemes and goals. I'll never be freed from my economic illusion of agency. Cause there's bills to pay and there's rent to pay. And my societal value at the end of the day is determined by my income and not a fun way. my time playing Harry Potter 5 on the PS2 I want to spend all of my time playing Harry Potter 5 on the PS2 I want to spend all of my time playing Harry Potter 5 on the PS2 <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so good, thank you! And Frank, you guys have performances tonight. So, do you want to tell us a bit about your show and your performance? Yes, I believe Frank and I are in a bit of a battle of the timings tonight. Yeah, uh, a little bit. But it's all right. I think we might have different audiences. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Uh, so, I have a show tonight. Uh, it's called WWKD. What would Kimmy do? And it is at Upstairs at the Western at nine o'clock. And then I am tomorrow. I'm at ten o'clock at the Night and Garter. Nice. Uh, I'm, uh, I've got a show at 9.30 at uh, 50, 45 West. Uh, and I think the show's called Frank Foucault Sings the Songs of Frank Foucault. And it's just me singing songs and chatting in between. And it, so please come to that if you can come to that. <laughs> Frank, do you have an Instagram handle or anything? I think mm. we're supposed to promote ourselves. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, did, I haven't done it either. But oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm at Frank Foucault on Instagram. Also, oh, yeah, I'm on Spotify as well. Yes. So please listen. 
to, to please stream. That's it, yes. Um, my Instagram handle is at kimmytaylor.comedy and I have just joined TikTok and there is no way humanly possible that you're going to be able to find me because I am under the real, uh, what was it, real lesbians of Sturthafjörður. <laughs> Uh, my email is frat.foucault369 uh, <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Whilst we're plugging each other's apps, we also have an Instagram at Thrifty Thursdays. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast will be here on Spotify as well. Oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> Demon <laughs> FM. I, ha I have a MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you all very much. Uh, before we end the show today, uh, we have some news for you. Uh, coming up tomorrow, Friday the 10th of February, live here at Grace Cafe at the LCB Depot, is uh, Spock and Rock, presented by Dan Jacks and Alfie Freeman. So Spock and Rock will be bringing uh, you a barrel of laughs with their co-host, uh, Miss Simp Improv Comedy Nottingham, as they are performing their show, It's a Trap, uh, an improvised Star Wars story, uh, at the Sioux Townsend Theatre tomorrow night. Head over to Spock and Rock's Instagram and Facebook pages for links on how to get tickets. Uh, they will also be playing a score of music for a movie, uh, giving you listeners a chance to guess the film. So be there or be square. Uh, all this is live tomorrow uh, between 1 and 2 p.m. at Graves Cafe here at the LCB Depot. Uh, and you can listen online as well at www.demonfm.co.uk. Ah, that was a mouthful. That was a mouthful. <laughs> so thank you, Kimmy. Um, the Icelandic power lesbian, as people call you. So thank you so much for coming in. Some people call me that. <laughs> my mum. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, other people, but mostly my mum. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Frank, so much. Thank you. Thank Thanks you, guys. Me. You guys have been awesome. Thank so you. Yeah, thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Bye.